the FT. The internet economy relies on advertising. Companies such as Google, Facebook, and Yahoo give us all free access to their services and make money by allowing brands to market directly at us. But now a new trend has emerged: ad blocking, which allows internet users to stop ads from appearing when they surf the web. And that is causing increasing alarm among digital media companies. I'm Ravi Mathu, the FT's technology editor, and joining me to discuss ad blocking is Robert Cookson, the FT's digital media correspondent. Robert, you've been reporting on this for some time now. Can you explain first what is ad blocking? Well, Ravi, there are a range of technologies that allow people to stop ads being loaded when they're surfing the internet. Whether that's on a web page or in a mobile app, and at the moment it's estimated that about 140 million people worldwide use various technologies to block ads, and that number is rising very rapidly. Now, as I mentioned in the intro, I mean a lot of companies rely on this, and our dynamic and the way we interact with the web has changed. So, advertising becomes a bit more normal in our interactions, and. Most users are willing to trade off free access for information in order to be served those ads. So the question comes: Why are people blocking their ads, and why now? What's happened recently that's kind of led to this shift? Essentially, it's very easy. So an internet user who, for one reason or another, wants to block ads can simply add a free bit of software to their web browser, and that'll quite effectively block most forms of advertising. Their motivations for doing that may vary. A very common one is simply that advertising is seen as cluttering a web page. It's a distraction, and so eliminating it just improves the user experience. Other reasons are perhaps a bit more subtle. The online advertising world relies on a lot of tracking of user data. So by blocking ads, you can actually protect your privacy. And some ad networks have been known to get hijacked by. Hackers who use these ad networks to distribute malicious software. So again, by blocking the ads, you reduce the risk of your computer getting taken over. So there's all these sorts of reasons that result in people using the tech. There are obviously some companies that have created technologies in order to do this. What has the response been of the internet companies that rely so heavily on advertising to make so much money? And Google would be a classic example. Obviously, they're big money makers through their search engine and serving advertising on that. What has been their response and reaction to this move? Well, Google is a great example. So this is a company that makes sixty billion dollars a year from advertising, and so it's got a huge interest in tackling the rise of ad blocking. It has been doing something quite interesting when it comes to desktop ad blocking, in that it's been paying. The maker of the most popular ad blocking software, AdBlock Plus, to allow some of the ads on its sites to slip through the filters of the blocker. Amazon and Microsoft have been doing something similar. Other sites have been taking slightly more aggressive measures. For example, not loading the main content on their web pages if the ads that go alongside them don't load as well. ITV and Channel Four being examples of companies taking that approach. But for most publishers, and particularly small ones, it's very hard to deal with, and they lack the technical expertise or the ability to block the blockers. So they're stuck. One of the curiosities, of course, is that on Google's Chrome browser, one of its most popular plugins is a plugin that allows users to block advertising. So it's a curious thing in that these companies are both relying on advertising, but in the game to block it. Absolutely, there are a lot of contradictions here in Google's position. 
they're clearly quite uncomfortable with the fact that Chrome allows the use of all these blockers, but there's not much they can do about it because they made the decision to make their web browser an open system. They have, however, adopted a tougher approach when it comes to their mobile app store and actually have shut out several ad-blocking apps from there. As we know, mobile advertising is increasing and the number of people who use their mobile devices, smartphones or tablets to access the web is going up and up and up. You reported last week that some mobile operators are looking to include ad-blocking software on their devices. Give us a sense of where this puts the mobile equation when it comes to mobile advertising and where this sits within that discussion. Well, mobile advertising is the fastest growing part of the advertising sector by far. This year, spending on mobile ads is expected to hit about $70 billion, and that would be about triple the figure it was at two years ago. So this is the new battleground for blocking. Some mobile carriers are interested in this area, and one that I spoke to is planning to, in the next couple of months, start offering its customers an ad-blocking tariff on an opt-in basis that would allow them to, at network level, block mobile ads so that would you know hit within apps and the mobile web as well it's still very early days though about the rollout of blocking on mobile just this week adblock plus the big desktop blocking technology company launched its own special app on android which allows blocking within their dedicated web browser but why are mobile operators so anti-advertising in this way? Why would they introduce it? What is the battle that's emerged between them and the digital companies? Because presumably they don't care whether their clients are served advertising over their networks. There are a few dynamics at play. One is that the online advertising sector is consuming a lot of data that travels across the mobile operators' networks. It's been estimated that between 10 and 50% of a subscriber's mobile data plan is consumed by advertising, you know, signals pinging back and forth between their device and, uh, you know, ad servers. So the mobile operators are concerned about that and they have a bigger issue with some of the largest internet companies, in particular Google, about how much Google pays them for the use of their networks. And this is an interesting way through which some of them are seeking to gain leverage over Google in um, discussions about how much Google pays them. So pitching it forward, who's going to win this battle between the ad blockers and the big media companies? And what does it mean for consumers? In the short term, consumers are being empowered in that they have more choice about the content that they're served. They can eliminate ads. And um, to a certain extent, that's a great thing for those consumers. However, the logical conclusion of this trend, if it really does develop and a large proportion of consumers using blockers, is that the business models of the free content providers will be undermined. And that could either result in them shutting down or having to find a different way to make money, i.e. charging subscriptions for their content. However, To put this all in context, we're still at a very early stage in the battle. Only about 5% of internet users are using blockers at the moment. And though that's rising fast, it's not by any means clear about how far it will go. And digital media companies are investing in ways of blocking the blockers. And in that arms race, there will be a back and forth, but they may well find ways to protect their advertising businesses. So it's far from clear where it'll end up. The early days of an arms race in online advertising in the internet economy. Uh, Rob Cookson, thanks very much for joining us.
For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.